Well, first of all, Nigel, on um, Boxing Day, I think it was 16 teams who didn't get to play. How, yeah. how did that impact your preparations for the games you do have coming up against QPR and Millwall? Um, more than anything, I think it's just... Uh, it doesn't affect the preparations for the, for the next game. Um, but it was, you know, I suppose it's just a little bit annoying. But at least we had um, fair warning. So it wasn't as if... Uh, our fans travelled. Um, yeah, we've done prep work for it, but I'm afraid with the with the if you like the protocols that the EFL have uh, introduced. I suppose it's just opened up um, the risk of a late cancellation, and that's really I think th those are the ones which are more difficult for people to deal with because it means uh, fans and. Teams have travelled themselves, and you know around Christmas time as well. That's uh, yeah, that that is a um, an added irritant, I think, and and um, it's very very unfortunate. COVID is impacting football, and I'm sure it's had a, a major bearing on City's financial results that came yeah. out today. I yeah. think pre-tax losses of thirty-eight point four million pounds. How do figures like that impact you as the manager of Bristol City Football Club? Well, look, I'm, I'm, I've been aware of um, exactly where we are, where we where we sit for a while. So it's not, I, I think it's just, how does it impact on me? Well, look, it just means that we have to be very mindful of how we manage the situation. And uh, I suppose in some ways, managing people's expectations is is always going to be one of the most difficult things. Um, especially when we're trying to go through a period where um, we've had a lot of change, both in terms of um, the management in, in sort of my position over the last two years. On top of that, a squad which, um, as I've said many, many times already, we had a lot of players coming out of contract and you know, the, it, it's time of change, but what we can't factor in is the impact that the pandemics had um, in terms of, I don't think anybody envisaged um, when the COVID situation first sort of hit us back in March of uh, 2020, um, that we would still be um, Sitting here now, nearly in twenty twenty two, and it's it, and we're we're still dealing with um, current um, outbreaks and quite yeah difficult situations. So look, it's the bigger picture for football is that um, there is going to be there are going to be some tough times ahead for many many clubs. What we have to do here is try and manage a way through that situation and and but do it in a way which. You know, we are transparent with what's happening um, because I think that's important for our fans. Um, but we still want to give them hope that we'll come out of it okay. So, you know, financially, it's, it's I, I, I've known the situation um, all along, really. So it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really, uh, it may constrain, um, may constrain how we how we do how we actually um, manage to rebuild the squad but we'll do it in a way which is uh, uh, in the best interest of everybody because we 
the most important thing is that, is that we that we keep uh, keep going as a football club and give our fans uh, some hope moving forward. But we're under no illusions; it's going to be tough. Um, Richard Gold's statement referenced the fact that City in the past have been good at trading players. Yeah. Might you have to sell players to improve those figures for next year? Well, that's always a possibility, and that's a possibility. It's always something that, as a manager, you're always aware of that. Anyway, um, we're not actively uh, looking to 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 sell uh, our most talented uh, prospects, of course, but we also have to be and and you know I think our owners would be, you know, their vision for for how we shape the club moving forward is that that. That we have homegrown players. That's one of our, that's one of our main aims as a football club is to is to produce players for us, uh, not necessarily for other teams. But the realistic outlook on, on on the same question would be that we'll have to we'll have to uh, make sure that the decisions that we make regarding players is done for the interests of us as a football club. So it's it's. Of course, it's a possibility. And in terms of strengthening the squad, how, how do you have to be smart in the transfer market when it's not just Bristol City, but money's tight, isn't it? You're not going to go and sign a £10 million striker in January. I think if you look at my record, track record, right the way through being a manager, I'm not somebody who goes out and spends uh, money without having... Um, yeah, doing due diligence. So clearly, we're you know I think I've been quite open about this for for a while. You know I don't envisage us going out there and spending fortunes, and that's why the January window is a difficult one, of course, because you don't necessarily get the value for money. And uh, you know we've already reduced the wage bill considerably this season, um, but I do still think that the squad is making progress. Um, it's probably not at the rate that we would all like, and certainly, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been a it's been a, a tough first half of the season. You know, we've been we we think that we should be in a better position than we are, but we're not. So you just have to get on with that. Um, yeah. Uh, again, my my view on strengthening the side is not collecting players. <laughs> it's about. You only replace players if you can considerably improve what you've got, and that's the reality of, and that's the best way, in my opinion, to to build a side, and that is uh, not to be reactive uh, to situations. Yeah, there are occasions that 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 will there will be the, a necessity to to um, get extra bodies in, but you know I think at the moment our availability has been pretty good this season again I, I do recognize that that you know how how our public look at where we are might be slightly different but um, to improve on certain areas of our squad is going to cost an awful lot of money so that the, the at the moment we're, we're not we're not well placed to be able to do that and we have to we have to be very mindful of the bigger picture and that is that um, the losses that we've announced today, you know, are are ones that we have to be 
acutely aware of how we manage the not just the present but but the future as well. And that is, you know, that that's part and parcel of my job as well is to is to have a responsibility and accept a responsibility for that situation. You played at QPR, I think it was their first game in 22 days last night. They lost narrowly yeah. to Bournemouth. What what do you expect from Mark Warburton's side who are just below, I think, the playoff zone at the moment? Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they've just dropped out. I think Huddersfield took their place. And yeah, Mark's sides are, are always good sides. And, um, you know, casting our, well, my mind, our minds back to the game that we played at their place earlier in the season. Uh, a difficult game, one which we could have lost. I mean, we, we came out with three points on the day, which was a uh, reward for a lot of hard work and uh, two really clinical uh, counter-attacks. But I did also recognise on another day that that result could be very, very different. So, yeah, I mean, we know it will be, it, it, it's, it's a tough fixture. But I also know that our players at the moment seem very, um, very upbeat. We have, um, yeah, we don't really have too many availability issues, which is, uh, which is positive for us too. Um, so, uh, I mean, two home games coming up, we need to try and get maximum points out of them. Whether we do or not is another thing, but uh, uh, with the being games not being played and hopefully ours, ours is played, <laughs> But again, I don't make any assumptions. You know, I mean, our 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 squad are pretty well protected, but that doesn't mean that they won't they won't uh, won't become infected with COVID. It just means they've got a better chance of recovering quicker. Um, so look, we 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 have to expect any eventuality, and that's one of the most difficult things about preparing when there's a level of uncertainty. But I know that we want to play. Uh, and and I, I think QPR will be very keen to play too. So, um, yeah, it will be a tough game, but one that we're looking forward to. And one of the highlights of the season was was Naki Wells' late winner at QPR. Yeah. I remember that sea of red um, celebrating his, his win. It's been his, his only goal of the season. How do you get more goals out of Naki going into the new year? Well, Naki's not had many opportunities. And that's the, that's the bottom line. Um, and... and uh, whether he gets one in this game, you'll have to wait and see. But but I have no I, I have no qualms about playing Naki. I think he's been really uh, really positive around the place. He's he's uh, yeah we know he's a good finisher. So um, but what we need more than anything is a is a a sound um, team performance against QPR, um, and we we need to be able to show that clinical. Uh, clinical touch at both ends of, uh, of the pitch, and that's something that let us down uh, against Huddersfield. Um, you know, we've uh, we've scored two go goals at home and still ended up losing. So I mean, it's a you know that was a frustrating day for us. But um, no, I mean it's uh, we we need goals throughout the team, and uh, and it's not just about the strikers contributing. I think we need more goals from midfield, and we certainly need more goals from our defenders from set plays too so uh, it's really about it's about being able to win games <laughs> and it doesn't matter who scores really but uh, of course uh, strikers always um, measure themselves very much uh, with their goal tally and that's that's a sign of a uh, 
you know, strikers who enjoy scoring goals. That's what it's about. Thank you, Nigel. Have a good week. Yeah, cheers. You too. Afternoon, Nigel. Uh, hey, Tom. You okay? On the, on, the loan, on the loan market uh, ahead of January, how do you see it? Do you see that there are good deals to be had in the loan market or is it a situation where... What, what deals are they then? What loan deals are good? Well, just... Uh, let me finish my question. Just uh, So, yeah. Do you see that there be there is good deals to be had or theoretically... Is it harder to get those players because it's more competitive if clubs are looking to recruit cheaper? And also with the COVID situation, clubs maybe wanting to keep slightly bigger squads. Um, do you see that being harder? Because obviously, with the financial figures in mind, you might have to recruit in that sort of way more than you'd like to, perhaps, when you talk about developing your own players. Well, it, 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 your question's very, very complex. And, it, and it, I think it's it doesn't... It doesn't really reflect what the reality of the situation is. So to get players who are better than what we've got on loan is going to be hard. Or it's going to be not, it's not going to be affordable. Uh, and the reality is that, that I think many football clubs will decide to, to keep hold of their, um, their extra players, their excess players, just just to protect themselves in terms of if they get an outbreak themselves. But you've got to remember that, you know, you don't get loan players from Premier League clubs and they cost nothing. They're probably going to, you're probably going to get players, uh, some players with an unproven track record who are, earn more than the players that we currently have here. Uh, you know, so it's not, I think everybody's uh, assumption is that just because, just because, uh, we're talking about that you know there might not be an opportunity to to add permanent deals um, and go out and buy players. They ultimately just think loan players just fall off trees and that doesn't work like that because they've got to be the right players for us. They've got to be the right players, and and yeah. you know well, it doesn't it, it doesn't just work like well it, is the loan market is that going to be important? The loan market's always important, but I would prefer wherever possible to bring players in who are going to be our players. That's the reason I asked, because it's about managing those expectations, I guess. This is probably the hardest window ever to recruit in, is it not? You know, it, I, I don't know. Normal. I don't know. It could be. It could, it could turn out to be a bit easier. I don't know. But I, look, I, I'm not being reactive to what the, to what the market situation is. We're, I'm very clear, and our board are very clear. You know, we, we, we've been working towards this window as we do every window with um, a measured approach and it, it's not going to be it's going to be either we can if we can secure the people that we've talked about bringing in or we can't and it's as simple as that uh finally just for me uh joe williams does he continue to train independently no he's trained he... with us this morning he's he's trained very well so he's making really good progress yeah yeah do you have a, a target date in mind for him to come back into contention? Not at the moment, no, no. But, you know, he will hopefully be back with, you know, in terms of being available for selection in January, yeah. yeah. And obviously he's had a very frustrating time at the club, impressed yeah. when he's got the chance to play but had sort of these recurring problems. Do you feel that the, the programme that he's undergone this time has prepared him well, hopefully to, to not have those durability issues that have sort of robbed him the playing time he wants? 
Well, time will tell with that, quite frankly. So it, it's one thing to treat injuries. It's a totally different thing to, to have the um, under, underpinning durability and, and robustness that you need. And, and clearly, he's had his injury issues um, since he's been here. Uh, and so it's even more important that at the moment he, he, work, he works as hard as he can to, um, yeah, to, to, to be not just available again, but to stay available again. Um, you know, and that's one of the, that's one of the main reasons that I, I'm very reluctant to put any time span on it because uh, there's going to be, yeah, we, I don't want to, to force him under pressure to be available when he's, when he's not quite right. I'd rather wait another week if I need to. So that's where we are with it. We'll be as sensible as we can, but it's, it's, you know, there are no guarantees.